that those who fear the Lord say His loving kindness is everlasting. From distress, I called upon the Lord, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Let Yeshua. The sound of joyful shouting and Yeshua salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I shall enter through them. I shall give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous will enter through it. I shall give thanks to you for you have answered me. And you, this is what Israel is proclaiming during Sukkot, Psalm 118. You have become my salvation, the Yeshua. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, Lord, do save Hoshia. We beseech you, oh, Lord, do send prosperity. Baruch HaBashem Adonai, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. We just had this elaborate torch lighting ceremony. Bind the festival sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, and I extol you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Hallelujah. This was a time of Hosanna in the highest or Hoshana in the highest, a prayer for God to save Israel and from the highest places where he dwells and to come to earth. The Talmud proclaims the angels do not intone the hymn of praise above in the heavenly realms until the Jews have sung it on earth. In other words, there is this refrain, this deep calling unto deep when Israel's praise arises, the heart of God is moved, the heavenlies are moved and God's glory comes to earth. It is a time of jubilation, exaltation to exhort the celestial inhabitants, the angelic realm to join in the rejoicing with the rejoicing of the multitudes on earth. Oh Lord, do say, we beseech you, oh Lord, do send prosperity. Hallelujah. And in that day, you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, make them remember that his name is exalted. Praise the Lord in song, for he has done excellent things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Cry aloud and shout for joy, O inhabitants of Zion. For great in your midst, Emmanuel, God with us, tabernacling amongst us, is the Holy One of Israel, Isaiah 12, 6. Psalm 132, this is my resting place forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her needy with bread. Her priests also I will clothe with 
salvation with Yeshua and her godly ones will sing aloud for joy. There I will cause the horn of David, who is Yeshua, to spring forth. I have prepared a lamp for mine anointed. His enemies I will close with shame, but upon himself, his crown shall shine. Shall shine. Psalm 132, a renewal of God's covenant, God's response, God's coming to dwell amongst Israel forever. All of that was a backdrop to describe to you what Sukkot was in the second temple period. In John 7, 37 to 20, 39, we see, now on the last day, the great day of Sukkot, the feast, Yeshua stood and cried out. And as we know here in Israel, Sukkot is the end of a very dry summer season. Very long, dry, no rain throughout the summer. And as I just explained, during this water ceremony, there's a crying out for water, for rain, for life. It was on this last day when they're literally circling the altar and proclaiming Psalm 118, which we just did. Yeshua stood as if he couldn't hold his, himself back any longer because here he was. It was as if he wanted to say, here am I, Israel. I'm here to consummate this covenant. I'm here to give you this everlasting water, this everlasting life. He stood and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, from his inmost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Holy Spirit, whom those in believed, who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Yeshua was not yet glorified. And then in John 8, 12, the next morning, while the torches of the light-bearing ceremony, the torch-bearing ceremony, were still burning. Yeshua said, I am the light of the world. You see how all of Jerusalem is lit by these menorahs? I am the light of the whole world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then Matthew 21, 42, Yeshua said to them, did you never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord and it is marvelous from our eyes. Psalm 118, Sukkot. We see also in Matthew chapter 21, in Yeshua's final entry into Jerusalem, which was during Passover, Passover time. It was in the spring. But the verses there, which talk about him coming down into Jerusalem over the Mount of Olives, and the people are waving, what, palm branches. The people understood that Yeshua was the culmination of Sukkot. Palm branches were not a Passover practice. So they were understanding that this was the king of kings who was going to come and rule forever and bring about God's ultimate redemption. Even in the temple, the children, Matthew 21, 15, crying out, Hosanna to the son of David, Hosanna 
in the highest heaven. Mark 11, 7 to 11, people spreading cloaks, other branches that they had cut in the field, just like at Sukkot. Hosanna, blessed is the coming of the kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heavens. And from Luke 19, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From Psalm 118, Baruch HaBab Hashem Adonai. So the people in Yeshua's last entry into Jerusalem were even then prophetically declaring that he is the ultimate Sukkot consummation of this redemption of God for Israel and all of mankind. We see this also in John 12, when the crowd gathered for the for, uh, Passover, they took palm branches, went out to meet him. Hosanna, again, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. And in Matthew 23, 39, Yeshua said, for I say to you, Israel and Jerusalem, from now on, you will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Yeshua was saying, basically, he was going to suffer. He was going to die. He was going to be raised from the dead, ascend to heaven. And Israel would see him again. At the end times, Israel would say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They would proclaim Psalm 118 and welcome back the king of kings. Tanaic in the the Tanaic literature, it also the rabbinic literature, they, it also connects Sukkot with the eschatological removal of a primordial stone which caps the original waters of the deep on the Temple Mount, releasing Ezekiel's vision of rivers of living water flowing from the temple and a return to the Garden of Eden of the future. So there's this understanding that with the crying out for rain, there's also a crying out for this release of living waters from the temple, from Jerusalem, and a restoration of creation, the Garden of Eden and all of humanity. The song of the seventh day of Sukkot also included all the foundations of the earth are moved. Also, this was connected with God's final victory over and covering of the people with a sukkah, with his tabernacle, his ultimate victory and final return to Eden. And of course, Isaiah 62 foresees a day when Israel will be fully saved and eternally married to her God. And then Zechariah 14, we've already covered when all of the nations will come and worship God at Sukkot annually in Jerusalem with Israel. And Habakkuk 2.14, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. The whole earth will be filled with his glory. And Isaiah 4, 4 through 6, when the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, Yom Kippur, and purged the bloodshed of Jerusalem from her midst, then the Lord will create over the whole area of Mount Zion and over her assemblies, a cloud by day, even smoke, and the brightness of a flaming fire by night. This is Sinai language. For over all the glory will be a canopy, like a sukkah. But here, the Hebrew is actually huppah, a wedding canopy covering the earth. 
and specifically Mount Zion. The book of Revelation contains the most vivid Sukkot celebration in scripture, including the final marriage supper of the Lamb, the ultimate union and glorious Sukkah and Chuppah of God with mankind. Revelation 7, 9 to 10 and 14 to 17. We see the, lamb, the multitudes gathered around the Lamb in white robes, palm branches in their hands, just like at Sukkot, crying out salvation to our God who sits on the throne. And then he who sits on the throne will spread his, what? His tabernacle over them. They will hunger no longer, nor thirst anymore, nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any heat. For the lamb in the center of their throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to springs of water of life. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Yeshua also spoke of this marriage supper coming. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son, Matthew 22, 1. Revelation 19, then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude, sound of many waters, the sound of peals of thunder. Hallelujah for the Lord our God, the almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad, give glory to him for the marriage of the lamb has come. His bride has made herself ready. Revelation 19, six to seven. For as a young man marries a virgin, so will your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so will your God rejoice over you. Isaiah 62, five. This marriage between God and Israel and the redemption of Israel creation and all of mankind. What could be better? Zaman Sidkatenu, these are the times of our rejoicing. Revelation 21, two to four. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the what? The sukkah, the tabernacle of God is among men and he will dwell among them. They shall be his people and God himself will be among them and he will wipe every tear away from their eyes. There will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first thing, the old creation has passed away. And all of the nations in both Zechariah and Revelation are going to be a part of this redemption and the new life that God is going to bring, the new heavens, the new earth. Finally, to end the Feast of Sukkot was the ironic blessing from Numbers 6. 24 to 27. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, lift his countenance upon you, and give you his shalom. So they shall invoke my name, invoking the name of God, invoking the image, the character of God, invoking the presence of God on the sons of Israel and I then will bless them. In the Talmud, Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera said, just as the name of heaven takes effect upon the festival peace offering, so too the name of heaven takes effect upon 
the sukkah, God's name, his character, his very presence, his image is displayed, comes to earth. A new season is started. The Torah scroll is read. Sheminei Azeret, Azeret, the eighth day of the assembly that I mentioned earlier, is a day in which the final portion of Deuteronomy is read at the end of every seven years, at the time of remission of death, at the Feast of Booths, there's a complete remission of death, that final Shabbat, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord, you shall read this law in front of all Israel. So all of this was read, and then the entire scroll was rolled all the way back to Genesis. This is something today we call Simcha Torah, the joy of the Torah, where there's a new reading cycle of God's word, a new covenant, a new creation, a new cycle of life that begins on this eighth day of assembly, Simcha Torah. Representing in the future, the new heavens, the new earth, God dwelling with us forever. And all is hallelujah, all is praise. There was never more hallelujah than during Sukkot. Hallelujah. And I am going to stop sharing there. And we are close to the top of the hour. I just wanted to welcome you into this whole rich experience of Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. And now we're going to go ahead and enter Shabbat and this Sukkot weekend. Sukkot begins at sundown on Sunday night. So I'm going to go ahead and lower my screen here so that you can see the candles. For those of you who have communion elements, and want to enter into this special season and holy covenant moment with Israel, feel free to go ahead and grab those. Avinu Malkeinu, you are our father and king. You are the God of redemption and salvation and life. Lord, we thank you that you even now are announcing your coming. You are declaring it, Lord. And Yeshua, you offer atonement to Israel and the entire world. You offer complete remission from death. You offer a, an eternal entry into Shabbat, rest, peace with God and all of mankind. You invite us into your presence and to the fullness of fruitfulness and life and joy. You are our God and we will praise you. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice in it. We look to you, our coming King, and give you all honor and glory and praise for such a holy time as this. Go ahead and light the candles of Shabbat. Shabbat. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe. Yeshua, you are the light of the world. We celebrate your light, your life. You spoke, let there be light in the beginning. 
of creation and you spoke your plan of redemption into being for Israel, for all of creation and for all of mankind. We honor you, you are the light and the glory of Israel and the earth. And we welcome your presence in our day, in our time. And we honor you as the coming King. We thank you for the new creation, the new heavens, the new earth, which even now you are preparing holy in your sight that you may dwell with us forever. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your holiness. Thank you that you invite us into this truth, into your holiness, to be sanctified, to be prepared as your bride. We thank you, Yeshua, and we exalt your holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. And for those who have the communion elements, we'll take the cup. Amen. Blessed are you. Lord, our God, King of the universe. Thank you, Yeshua. You are, you bring forth, you create the fruit of the vine. Not only are you our atonement, giving your blood poured out in this cup for our atonement at Yom Kippur and every day of the year, but you are our fruitfulness. You are our life. You bring forth our fullness of joy and shalom, and well-being in your presence. Thank you for inviting us into your sanctuary. Thank you that in you we may have fullness of joy, abundant life. We honor you and we partake of you tonight, Yeshua, in this season of our rejoicing for such a time as this. B'Shem Yeshua, amen. We'll partake of the cup. We'll take the bread. Baruch Atan. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. Yeshua, we thank you that you are the bread of life. We praise you that you bring forth resurrection life. You are the source of life. And you died and you were raised from the dead and you ascended to the right hand of the Father so that we might be raised from the dead with you and have eternal life. Thank you, Lord, that you have paved the way for the restoration, the redemption of Israel, all of creation and all of mankind through your life. Thank you that you create all provision. You create new life. Lord, with this new season that you are inviting us into and eternal life. And we praise you. We partake of you. Thank you that all of your story culminates, Lord, and begins a whole new creation, creation with the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so we end our time together tonight, partaking of bread, as we will one day partake of a marriage supper with you, Yeshua. In, the, in your holy marriage feast. We honor you this Sukkot for such a time as this. And we look to the day when we will partake of this in reality, in fullness with you in Jerusalem. B'Shem Yeshua, amen, amen, and amen. Partake of the first fruits 
of the marriage supper of the Lamb. Mm, I'll taste and see that the Lord is good. Rejoice, rejoice, O Zion. Rejoice, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. And he is coming to dwell and tabernacle among us forever. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us in this special Sukkot time. And also, as we enter this Shabbat, may the Lord bless you. And may he keep you. May he prosper you. May you drink of his living waters. Just as the Sukkot season promises, we will be filled with fountains of living waters. Your leaf will not fade or wither. You will not fear a year of drought, but you will bear the fruit of this season. You will bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May every area of your life be lit with the fullness of his light and his truth and his glory, his radiance. May you delight in the beauty of his holiness. May his light shining in and through you, his image shining in and through you, pierce the darkness around you, literally beckoning, singing, welcoming the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven, even beckoning the angels to sing and joining in with the angelic heavenly chorus. Isa Adonai, Panav Eleka. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you, taking you from a, into a whole new creation. Uh, the old is gone, the new is at hand. Taking you from revelation to revelation into the fullness of his image, taking you from glory to glory. And not only you as individuals, but your families, your households, and also your name, all of us together as his global bridal family. We're not just individuals, we are a corporate family entering his Shabbat and his tabernacle, his presence. Hallelujah. May he place within you and may you enter the fullness of his tabernacle, his sanctuary, his presence, the fullness of his present and his eternal shalom, his peace, his wholeness, his goodness. Shalom be Yeshua HaMashiach. Shalom in Yeshua, our Messiah. And in this, may his name be invoked upon you and in and through you, his character, his name be written upon your lives and upon your hearts, sons and daughters of the living God. Father, I pray all of these blessings over my precious brothers and sisters in the name of your holy son, the King of Kings, now and forever. Melech Adonai Leolam Bayed Adonai. God has reigned, God is reigning, God will reign forever and ever. Abundant blessings to you all. I'm so filled with thanksgiving towards the Lord and for each and every one of you as we enter into this holy season. 
Prague, Sukkot, Maker Feast of Tabernacles be filled with his presence and joy from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you so much, Fred and Sue. Did you have anything else that you would wish to announce amen. or share? Yeah, I have a quick announcement, but Fred, go ahead. No, Sue, that's all. I, I, if you want to just have an announcement and then <clears> let <throat> Barry from the UK close us off in prayer when you're done, Sue. But anyways, oh. I want, Shahar, I just wanted to say thank you so much. These are incredible teachings that you've given us. And I'm just thankful that they're that we recorded them because uh, people can go back and refer to them and learn. We're getting such an education from you in so many ways. So I just thank you for the work that you've put into this and everything that you do in, in Israel and for the watch. We're just, we're very grateful, very thankful for you. Keep it up. A plus to the teacher. Oh, thank you so much. It's such an honor and joy to be with all of you and be part of this, what God is doing for such Amen. a time as this. Thank you. Amen. Go ahead, Sue. What announcements do you have? We're working to link into a stronger Livingstone type connection with Israel. And so next week during the Feast of Tabernacles, we're going to continue the theme or move into the theme of the harvest, continue with Romans 11, 25. And we're moving into Romans 26 now where it says, and all Israel be saved. So many of the workers in Israel are saying this is the hour of the harvest. So every day during the watch next week during Feast of Tabernacles, we're focusing on the harvest, Romans 11, 25, 26, but also John, I believe it's 4, 4, 35. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for the harvest. And the Lord is saying, look up, look out the harvest is ready. And I pray that we come out of this Feast of Tabernacles with boldness and with a new assurance that God is with us as things begin to ramp up over the nations. Also, I wanted to, I'm going to start announcing and I'll get it out in paper soon, that we have a very exciting opportunity next April, starting on the 19th, to have a Global Watch Summit right on Mount Carmel in Israel. And the, well, guess what the name of it is? <laughs> the Spirit of Elijah. And so that'll be a three-day convening. <clears throat> and then that will launch us into a week's journey into Israel and also into Jordan. Jordan plays a very important part in the end-time narrative. And so I'm very excited that we can have the opportunity to go into Jordan, into Petra. Isaiah 63 is key in that. And Isaiah 63, of course, in my timeline is very important because that was the scripture spoken in synagogues around the world on 9-11-2001. I just want to put your prophetic hats on and start getting grabbing the anointing for this call to Israel at this hour. And so we're not to fear finances. God is going to provide for every need according to your riches and glory. If, you, if it's really hard for you to do it, consider it a missions chip journey and seek help from people to get the finances in place. So anyway, I hope that inspires you and you're encouraged by it. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right. Let us have the world-renowned Barry from the UK close us off in prayer. Bless you, Fred. Bless you. Bless you, Shaka. We thank you so much for 
blessing us so mightily on this this special time to remember Sukkot. And uh, we just want to say that your ministry is such a blessing and such an anointing to each one of us, and we've just rejoiced. And as you've said, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. So we just speak a blessing over you, over all that you set your hands to in your coming in and your going out in the field and in the city. But we also speak that blessing over each one of us, that the Lord will make his face shine upon us as we declare that the Lord has come and we look forward to his return. And we're looking forward to this great awakening, which is being prophesied, that we look forward to seeing a mighty harvest come in. But bless each one of you in whatever you are doing for the Lord. Bless you and just rejoice in the Lord. That's all can say is rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. Amen. Everybody said amen. Unmute yourselves. Shabbat shalom, everybody. We love you.